This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Community Foundation, inspiring people to give back, to sustain, and advance the community that we love. To learn more, visit givedoorcounty.org. Hello and welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast. I'm Andrew Clyden, and I'd like to start the week off with some community updates from last week, as well as an interview that Deb Fitzgerald had with Bob Atwell, the chairman of Nicolay National Bank, after the announcement last week of the closure of seven of the Nicolay Bank branches, three of which are in Door County, Brussels, Ellison Bay, and Fish Creek. So why don't we jump into some of our updates, uh, and then we'll get into that interview after the break. The following was written for print by Aliyah Kidd and adapted for the podcast by myself. Bailey's Harbor's tiniest coffee shop isn't so tiny anymore. Bearded Heart announced that it was moving from its original location in a small building next to Door County Brewing Company in January, and now it's moved into a larger building down the street that was previously the headquarters of Door Shakespeare. After some remodeling, the reopening was planned for March, but the pandemic pushed the opening date until April when Bearded Heart began offering pickup. The new, larger space finally opened to customers in mid-May, and it carries over some of the original aesthetic with pops of sunny yellow and modern fresh decor accented with a bold black fireplace and lots of green plants. Customers will find these same delicious coffee and bites to eat, plus an added beer and wine menu and bagels from Ruby's Bagels in Milwaukee. A beloved soup restaurant in Ephraim has closed its doors after nine years. Charnuska Soup Bar, owned and operated by Paul Wanish, was known for its limited menu of rotating soups, which its Facebook page announced daily. Wanish made the soups from scratch, using inspiration from his experiences living in Poland and years of cooking around the county. According to the announcement on his Facebook page, My last day of biz was February 29th. I started my new job eight days later. I loved running the soup shop. My little project supported me well for nine years. But to continue would probably put me back in the hospital with another spinal fusion surgery, so I found another line of work. Honestly, I'm super sad to dissolve the CZ, but I can take comfort in the fact that I'm ending the biz on my own terms, not from lack of customers. Clover and Ash on Highway 57 in downtown Bailey's Harbor kicked off its first summer season with its May 15th reopening followed by limited capacity dine-in service on May 21st. The grand opening took place in January after nine months of remodeling. The menu originally featured Asian fusion plates, but it has now been updated to focus on traditional Italian plates, salads, and Neapolitan-style pizzas. The former concept was based on sharing small plates and community tables, which we thought would not be a big hit post-crisis, said owner Britt Unkefer. We came up with Italian because it had been something that I'd wanted to do for a long time, and it lends itself to carry out well. Door County Box offers a new way to give Door County food items as gifts or enjoy them yourself. Christiana and Nick Trapini's new business offers seasonal subscription boxes, gift boxes, wedding boxes, and hospitality boxes. Door County Box was inspired by the idea of wanting to share Door County with anyone and everyone in the comfort of their homes, Christiana said. Door County has so much to offer, and there are so many local businesses to support. Not only that, but Door County has delicious food and treats that are one of a kind to the country. And my husband and I knew that we wanted to bring those goodies together into theme boxes. 
The Trapinis are currently taking orders for a limited-release 4th of July box, which features S'mores Coffee from Door County Coffee and Tea Company, Caramel Corn and Plain Caramel from Door County Confectionery, Cherry Barbecue Sauce from Lautenbox Orchard Country, and Cherry Pie Filling from Sequus Orchard Farm Market. Foodies can look forward to more delicious Door County theme boxes as well, from cherry theme boxes to boxes for those with a sweet tooth. You can order boxes at doorcountybox.com. And that's just a short roundup of some of the bits and bites that have happened over the last couple of weeks. Next up, we're going to move into an interview writer and editor Deborah Fitzgerald had with Bob Atwell, the chairman of Nicolay National Bank, after the announcement of the closure of seven bank branches. We have just a snippet of the conversation that the two of them had to share, uh, but before we jump into that, I'll give just a little bit of background on the announcement that came last week. Nicolay National Bank has closed seven locations in Northeast Wisconsin. Three of those are in Door County, Brussels, Ellison Bay, and Fish Creek. The other four were located in Appleton, Kiwani, Oshkosh, and Swamco. This closure will impact 56 employees, including 12 executive branch employees. And while the company was not victimized by COVID-19, Bob Atwell said that the pandemic did provide opportunities for them to learn how to position the company for the long-term welfare of their customers, employees, and shareholders. Part of this comes from a trend for younger generations to move towards online banking versus going into a bank. And Atwell said that we do have locations that are still very active, but COVID-19 also caused some to try online banking who never would have otherwise. And so for the rest of the story, we will jump into the conversation between Deborah Fitzgerald and Bob Atwell. You know, I, I, our, the essence of our value proposition to our customers you know, doesn't consist of physical convenience. We care about that, but more and more traffic has been moving online. And, and with two physical locations on either side of Fish Creek, uh, it was really sort of saying, what do we have to do to be, you know, efficient and still maintain a very high level of service and so that was a you know fish creek kind of ellison bay uh way of thinking of it brussels was a little more difficult um brussels is you know 10 miles or so from sturgeon bay so to, but but i and i'm not gonna you know i think that's where there's been most emotion about stuff um and i understand people's emotions uh, somewhat um i've got emotions too uh, and when I read some of the stuff or hear about some of the stuff that's being said about us as individuals or, more importantly, our organization, um, I'm, I, you know, we have a right to our good name, and we have done a tremendous job, I think, to invest what our hearts, our work into the people that we exist to serve. And and it does, it's not a matter of making everybody happy. I mean, I think it's... Uh, I think there are, if you're going to be a strong, viable, forward-looking organization, you got to make timely decisions, you know, that sometimes you wish you didn't face. And that was one of those decisions. And, and, um, and, uh, you know, but I am very proud of how we have served. Um, it's not easy in these times of uncertainty. I've never seen greater uncertainty. Um, the medical part of it is still highly uncertain, but the economic part of it is, uh, I'm not sure people have really wrapped their heads around what it means when the unemployment rate in Wisconsin goes to 20 or 25 percent. Um, I think organizations are kind of coming to terms with this at different speeds, but I am seeing it across the spectrum, and I am sure people are going to see other changes as well. Um, you know, you have hospitals that have to make hard decisions. You've got, um, you know, university systems, school systems, uh, businesses, 
And and I think the best ones aren't looking at this as, uh, you know, gee, I'm a victim of COVID, but, you know, what has this revealed about our organization and how the world around us is changing and what we need to do to serve better in the future for the long term? And that's that's the way we approach these decisions. Okay. Speaking of that future, and in terms of the number of people who actually walk into a bank to do their banking versus online, do you have any numbers for that in terms of how many actually bank online versus walking into a branch? Um, uh, I, you know, I do I have numbers. I've seen okay. all kinds of numbers. I can tell you what the trend is. The okay. trend is the, the younger generation is less and less interested in the experience of going to a bank. Okay. In many small towns, what we found is it's a big deal. People, people, the bank, you know, the, you've got the bank, the grocery store, maybe the post office, and those are places where people uh, had some sort of routine, you know, contact with people whom they recognize and like. And, uh, so it's more of a. Um, uh, I mean, we have we have locations that are still very very active, but in some locations it kind of dwindles as as the population um, ages and shrinks, mm-hmm. and uh, so the demography is moving. I, it is moving very much toward online at a fairly fairly rapid clip, and like a lot of things, um, COVID really pushed people to do things technologically they'd maybe never bothered to pick up, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and and now now they are so we've seen a a dramatic move. I think we saw about so we maintained um, you know we maintained uh, 31 locations open through our drive-throughs throughout the whole crisis. Okay. I think we saw maybe a 10% drop in our um, traffic. Okay. And uh, um, we didn't lose any customers, but but people were just not going through the drive-through as often as they had been going to the bank, and I think they were doing more online. And that's, um, it isn't just banking, and it isn't just Nicolay. It's just the way things are changing. And, and um, so our commitment is to continue to serve our customers. The, the focus of that is our people. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, all, all, you know, all of the noise about the physical convenience, which I understand is real to people, but if that's all they really care about, you know, I, I don't know what kind of relationship we had. So. Okay. And and how many employees does this impact uh, overall and then in, at the locations in Door County? We had uh, 56 people. I guess I look at our total uh, company. So 50, I think 56 people were, were furloughed okay. uh, with the expectation that, we, that they would not be uh, likely to return. Okay. We furloughed them so they could maintain their benefit coverage and We've been paying a lot of people to stay home um, for quite a while here. So, you know. And then in terms of the closures of the physical sites, what happens to those physical sites now? And are they closed now? Yeah, yes. Okay. Uh, people can get in if they need to get something out of their safe deposit box. We get in by appointment, but those locations are closed at this time. Okay. Yeah. And then what do you do with those those buildings? They go on the market. I haven't decided. You know, have not have not. It's different for each of them. Some of them are leased. Some of them are owned. Some of them have clear value. Others don't. I, I think the first decision was a decision we made, and now we'll kind of deal with the physical aftermath. Okay. And so whenever difficult decisions like this are made, it normally positions the business better for the future, and you feel that's the way uh, that this is headed for you. Definitely, uh, definitely the way we're approaching this. As my partner Mike Daniels says, this isn't about being a victim of COVID. It's about continuing to make tough, timely, responsible decisions for the long-term welfare of 
you know, we talk about the three circles, our customers, our employees, and our shareholders. And um, we're accountable to all three. The, the purpose of the organization is to serve the customers, but that service does not mean we just do whatever they want wherever they want. It means we do the best job we can over the long term to meet their needs in a personal and uh, responsible way. And and we can't do that if we aren't willing to really face decisions that need to be made. Okay. Is there anything else you wanted to say, Bob? No, we are extremely grateful for the uh, for the uh, respect and the trust that people in Door County across our footprint have given us. We take it very, very seriously. Um, our organization's track record of serving during this crisis has been great. Um, we've you know we've made 340 million of PPP loans. Uh, we did a million two fifty of micro grants. Um, the really small businesses for whom the PPP SBA program was kind of too complicated and not quick enough, we literally just gave people up to five thousand dollars for small businesses, and and uh, about five hundred thousand of that went into Door County. So yeah, I don't mind listening to some, you know, emotions that people have about hard decisions we had to make, but I'm going to defend the good name of our organization, and I expect and I, I hope that you know our broader customer base understands who we are and what we do and that we're here to here here to do what we do well for the long term. So thank you. Okay. Thank you. And that is going to do it for today's episode of the Door County Pulse podcast. Thank you all for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this brief update today and we look forward to having some more interviews this week with some local business owners and more. Thanks a lot. And we'll see you again next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. If you want to support us at The Pulse, check out doorcountypulse.com slash shop, where you can get a weekly Pulse subscription, purchase some incredible Door County artwork from Pulse artist Ryan Miller, and much more. We hope you've enjoyed the Door County Pulse podcast, and we will see you next time.